Ladies and gentlemen, sit back and get comfortable. But not too comfortable. It's the WCHL Podcast with WCHL Commissioner Christopher Perry and Andrew Majorkirk. Alrighty then. Hey, I am the commissioner of the Western Collegiate Hockey League. That's Christopher Perry. And on the other end of the line, it's my co-host here on the WCHL podcast, my very best friend in all the world, the ice tender extraordinaire. I, I'm at a loss for words there, Andrew. <laughs> the general manager of the OU hockey program, the lead pom-pom cheerleader for OU hockey. It's Andrew Majorkirth. Andrew, say hello to the people. Yo, yo, yo. Andrew, you know, we really need to do one of these days. We just need to do our little unfiltered before behind the scenes <laughs> podcast because we went for just about 20 minutes yes we did yes, we it did. was we, it was some pretty good stuff we we solved a lot of world's problems right there didn't we raw and unfiltered <laughs> we would have wow. to put a lot of a uh, lot of e's and a lot of f's on the uh oh no doubt no doubt you'd have to probably put a double e next to the description <laughs> on uh, spotify there oh, i'm telling you what what a deal andrew you, you realize there's only like two or three weeks left in the season here before we get to nationals yeah, there is, what is there, 10 days left? <laughs> Sounds like you're counting down, maybe. I think there's about 10 days left in this bad, bad boy here. So. Ooh, ooh, almost. We almost had to beep something. Yeah, we did. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, hey, luckily for us, there wasn't a whole lot of games last weekend, so we can get through that here pretty quick and maybe uh, – uh, get a little bit closer to that 10 days. That's right. Oh, okay. We had non-conference games. Maryville went down to Missouri State and swept Missouri State. Oof. Two to one in a shootout, four to three in overtime. Andrew, what I, do you think? Well, that, that's a bad look right there, right? The uh, eh, eh, Come on. Missouri State number nine, Maryville number 11. Yeah, but you know, when I think of them, I think Missouri State's a little bit tougher than Maryville, right? And uh, eh. so... So I was kind of expecting maybe a sweep out of that deal, but yeah, I was, I was not, not, expecting not that way, right? To come down. Yeah, no, I was, you know, I figured maybe even a split, right? I figured, I figured Maryville being tough enough, right? Maybe, maybe it'll pull one out there, but man, I did not expect that, right? Two evenly matched teams. The Friday night game got off to a super duper late start uh, due to the snowstorm. The Maryville athletic department held their team back uh, to allow for mother nature to work on uh the roads and the sun so they could get down to springfield uh which, safely which, which hey kudos to them right for just not pulling the shoot and canceling the thing that's a, that's exactly right that's exactly right and so uh missouri state has a d3 team that normally plays after the d1 team what they did was they just flipped it so d3 uh played at the seven o'clock slot and then d1 went late and so it was a late game and uh yeah i think everybody was a little a little tired and a little uh little grumpy but it goes to a shootout in fact it was a one to nothing game and missouri state was just struggling and struggling and struggling and struggling <laughs> yeah. and struggling and they finally 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 scored on a power play with like a minute or two to go in the game yeah like two minutes yeah the, the lone power play goal all night for both teams comes late in the third right and then yeah and then nobody could generate anything nobody could generate anything uh in in overtime in terms of uh offense even though maryville got to go on a power play uh because there was a, a, a like a 
check from behind or something that that happened. Uh, yeah, you don't you don't see too many uh, ten minute misconducts in in overtime, do you? Yeah, I guess some someone from Missouri State mouthed off, but you, you know you also rarely see overtime in in a three on three setting. You rarely see uh, a penalty get called because the yeah, I, totally the ice is wide open, and you know you've supposedly got your fast your skill guys out there. Um, but uh, hey, anyways, uh, nobody could get any offense going, even though Maryville had the power play. So I had a bunch of tired boys in in. Tired because of the 65 minutes of hockey. Tired because of the evening, the hour. And Maryville scores the lone friggin' goal in the, yeah. in the shootout to take a Friday night, late night they, game. They combine for about 86 penalty minutes, it looks like, here Yeah, in this one. so Two, two, two teams that are very similarly situated in a lot of ways because yep. they both recruit from the same area. And uh, they both... Um, they both have some skill, and they also both have some size, and they both can tend to kind of go off a little bit in terms of, uh, you know, I'm going to say lack of discipline, but they, it's not a lack of discipline. There are other teams in the Western Collegiate League, Andrew, um, that have a lack <laughs> yeah. of discipline. Um, but, uh, you know, Missouri State, when they're not going to shy down from a physical game. How about that? Nope. Nope. No need to either, right? Yeah. So, uh, so Maryville takes game one, and then the real surprise was uh, uh, the 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 next day. Yes, totally. Uh, um, I thought it was going to head to a shootout again, and uh, Maryville got a lucky one and uh, scores in overtime. It was uh, yeah. what one to one after two, three to three. Uh, I mean, one to one after one, three to three after two. Yep. Nobody. Nothing in the nobody in the third, right? Nothing in the third. And uh, now we did have a penalty shot, which was kind of interesting. And so uh, had a, had a goal scored there on a penalty shot, which I thought was kind of wild. And um, so those are those are rare. And again, much like the shootout, you know, the guys who it's kind of I, I, maybe I'm wrong here because remember, Andrew, we're not hockey guys. That's right. Um, but I kind of think that it's when you go to one of those penalty shots, I got to think that a shootout is a little bit easier than a penalty shot because in a penalty shot, you're in the middle of the game, you're going nonstop, it's very anaerobic, and then you got to slow everything down. Everything comes yeah. to a screeching halt, and all of a sudden, it's... All, all eyes are on you, right? All eyes are on you. And so you've got that panic, that attention. You've got to... You're worrying about... Instead of being in the free flow of the game, you've got to worry about what move or juke or whatever it is you're going to do. So I think the goalies are kind of at an advantage. Um, and, and credit to uh, whoever it was from uh, from Maryville that scored the uh, the goal here, Anthony Stavrow, it looks like, scored on a penalty shot. I've, and the only reason I bring it up, I've seen penalty shots throughout the season, and most of them are misses or saves. Yep. Uh, rarely do they have I seen a score. So uh, anyways, Maryville wins in overtime. Beats good. Missouri State. Yep, good stuff. So, uh, hey, Missouri State, you know, they went they, to, to harken back to, you know, uh, their their theory. They didn't go 0 for 2 on the weekend. They went 2 and 2 on the weekend because they might have <laughs> lost on the ice, but they won in the stands. Uh, there's no doubt. They, they had they a, that place. 1,000 the first night, even though it was late at night on Friday night, and then they had 1,200 on Saturday. I mean, uh, yeah. And Come on! And I saw their advertisement. It was like buy, buy one game ticket and and get two games or whatever it was. Since they won Friday night, since they flip flopped the uh, D three and D one. Yeah, yeah. Don't, you know, I, I saw some kind of advertisement out there like 
buy one ticket and get two admissions or whatever it was, right? Don't yeah. you know that was probably the biggest crowd that D3's ever played in front of? Oh, no doubt. Yeah. <laughs> no doubt. Yeah. yeah. What a deal. What a deal. They So so people got to see a little bit of uh, Missouri State, Nebraska hockey on, uh, on Friday night. Yeah, I know. Kind Fighting of, Huskers. Oof. Uh, division <laughs> yeah. three Oof. Yeah. anyways all right so maryville comes down they're out of the b conference they come down and take two overtime games luckily for missouri state those games both go into the computer as ties no matter what i mean you know i heard an awful lot over the weekend andrew about <laughs> why do we do it like this you know i thought i thought that that when you win in overtime it goes into the computer as a win and i was like no no it's been that not, way for years. Yeah, it says it right so there on every on the ranking every single week now for like the yeah. past, past five pump, or six years. Pump the brakes there, right? Pump the brakes is right. Oh boy! All right, so uh, so that was those were the non conference games. Then we had two conference matchups. Andrew, yep. your Oklahoma Sooners hosted Arizona State on Friday and Saturday. We did. We did. Um, Arizona State wins both games. They beat. Uh, Oklahoma two to one on Friday and five to three on Saturday. Yeah, and Andrew, I'm going to step away and let you have the floor. <laughs> and I'll just yeah. admonish you to please be remember it's a family podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, you know Friday night I thought it was a great little game. Yeah, uh, you know it was physical. The uh, the referee had no business being out there calling the game absolutely whatsoever. So. <laughs> That's kind of a kind of a black eye on this game, in my opinion, because you know, I thought for the most part, I thought they were very evenly matched teams. You know, um, watching Arizona State, they're fast and and like to skate, and uh, you know, Oklahoma likes to play a little bit more physical. So watching that kind of play out through the through the night on Friday night was kind of fun to watch. The uh, it's just too bad for both sides that uh, the referee kind of got in the way and messed things up. But hey. You know, it was a two-to-one win for Arizona State. The uh, and if you're Oklahoma, you go zero for six on the power play. So you know, there's six opportunities. Arizona State went zero for three on the power play. So there were six chances, and all you had to do was pop in a couple of those, right? And then it's a totally different game after that. Yeah. So there's really uh, there's really nobody else to blame on that deal, right? Yeah. Six. There's a lot of teams that I mean. They would they would love to have six power play opportunities in the evening, you know. Oh, you know they would. Yep. <laughs> yes, they would. All right. Yes, yes, so that was would. that was Friday, and then Saturday was a five to three affair, and I happened to be there for a little bit of it. Yep, you saw a little bit of it. The uh, kind of the same little deal, you know. It was what was it three? I think it was what three two OU after after the uh, second period, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. Yep, three two, and then. Uh, Arizona State, they come out and they pop one in, I mean, just like 50 seconds in on the power play in the third, and then it was 3-3 forever, and then they got two late goals. Um, but, you know, here again, I thought both teams were pretty evenly matched, and, and it was kind of fun to watch, you know. the uh, It got physical, so you had that aspect of it, and I thought they were two hard-fought games. They were, they were very entertaining to watch, to say the least. Yeah, I thought there were two evenly matched teams. Um, as you said, Arizona State had a little bit more skill, mm-hmm. um, and uh, you know, but Oklahoma had some had some physicality, and I think that ended up kind of biting them on Saturday in terms of the uh, the penalties. I know it was the officiating was um, you know was less than ideal, and I I know <laughs> yeah, that because okay. I heard about it from both teams. <laughs> uh, but uh, the uh, 
you know, it was it was the same it was the same guy out there for uh, for both teams, and uh, yeah, I, I just yeah. think on Saturday, uh, you know, you could just see some of the frustration setting in there for for the Oklahoma well, guys. But and, and really on Saturday for both teams, right? The uh, the frustration level was kind of boiling over, and it's and it's really unfortunate because if you look at it, you know, two two different styles of teams, but evenly matched, and when you get when you get in a matchup like that, really, you just want somebody to just kind of blend in with the woodwork, step out of the way, and just let the teams play and just call the necessary stuff to keep control of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and let the teams figure it out and let the teams play. And uh, and this guy, he wasn't very good at blending in with the woodwork, so <laughs> he he kind of got in the way a lot. So. so. Well, yeah. that in Arizona State goes three for eight on the power play, meaning yep. that Oklahoma has to kill an awful lot. They we in, did yep. on the inverse. You know, Oklahoma only had three power play opportunities. So again, that's where I kind of get to the the frustration part. They were uh, yeah, but it, you know, and really killing that many power plays, it you wear out your top guys too, right? Sure, so. sure, yeah, and you can't go score because they're that's tired right. as heck. No, you, that's right. I, I get it. It's just you know the knock on Oklahoma has always been, you know, just. They're undisciplined, and yep. you know, sit back and take the power plays that they're going to give you and make them pay. And that's that's, right. that's been the knock on not just this year. That's been the knock on Oklahoma for yeah, 10, yeah. 10 or fifteen years now. <laughs> for for a while here, you right. know, I I heard about it when I was running Oklahoma. <laughs> that's right. You know that that in fact it was Lindenwood that told me that they said you guys are going to fall apart, going to you know throw a tire, and all hell is going to break loose, and yep, you're going to make we're you pay. Ju- we're just going to sit there and take the power plays and pump it into the net and walk yep. away at the end of the night. Thank you very yep. much. Now, unfortunately, back. Back 10, 15 years ago, we had a we had a lot of talent, and we that uh, didn't really work out for other teams very well, did it? <laughs> well, you know, we had our, we had our moments. <laughs> That's right, we had our moments. <laughs> we had our moments. So, but they, <laughs> yeah. The, but uh, yeah, this so Arizona State comes away this weekend uh, with two W's. Uh, you know, and and credit to them, just like we said, credit to uh, Maryville for not pulling the shoot. Um, on the Friday night game at Missouri State, credit to Arizona State. They flew into Oklahoma City during oh. the middle of a winter wet, winter snowstorm. And when they landed, and I think we talked about this on the podcast last week, uh, when they landed, they ended up fishing. Before they even got to their hotel, they ended up fishing, a, helping a, a Oklahoma City police officer yep, whose car ditch, got yep. stuck in a ditch. <laughs> yeah, And so, yeah. Uh, you know, credit to those guys for flying in they could have easily just said hey winter weather's in the way see you later yeah. we're not coming yeah i mean i even called them and i said hey are you guys paying attention to what's going on out here you really want to show up for this and yeah they're like no we're headed to the airport now we will see you in a little bit so yeah kudos kudos to them for not pulling the shoot right yeah well and hey and kudos to to your guys for uh i mean you could have pulled the shoot on the friday night game i know that just from being here i mean what we ended up getting what six seven inches of snow it was Yep, and and I know yeah. that there are people up north that are listening to this, and they're going, you know, that's nothing. Yeah, yeah nothing. But, but hey, you know, an inch or two of snow down here on the flatlands just paralyzes. Yeah, um, Oklahoma. We are, yeah, we are not set up for it at all. No, no, and so. Uh, and plus, we've got a bunch of boneheads that can't drive on dry land. <laughs> you throw a little bit of snow and ice, and it's like, oh my god. Oh yeah, they think they're, <laughs> they think they think by running their tires super fast, they're they're polishing. They're uh, oh. they're going to get they're going to melt everything down and get down to uh, pavement, it's and they can go. <laughs> they don't realize all they're doing is polishing the ice and making it smoother. Oh, it's incredible. 
<laughs> for sure. Morons, yeah. morons. No doubt. All right, so uh, Arizona State takes two conference games from Oklahoma, and then the other conference matchup was Grand Canyon traveling up to Utah. Utah yeah. number 18 in the country at the, at the time. Grand Canyon, first time ever being in the ACHA Top 25. And uh, Utah uh, bounced them pretty much out of the top 25. Yes, two games did. from them by a score nice. seven to three and five to three. Yeah, for Utah, you know, they were uh, two for oh on the power play and uh, they were on fire. I'm telling you what, Andrew, that we talked about them last week. Um, it's this kid, and I'm, I'm going to butcher his name again. I think it's Landa Cusick. The kid ended up with like four or five goals on the weekend. Every time we, I, I turned to to watch the game, he was scoring a dang goal. So, uh, and for number eleven for Utah, just uh, uh, I mean, he he made Grand Canyon pay, and to uh, you know, to their to the credit of uh, of Utah, I mean, they needed they're fighting for a spot. They're kind of on the bubble for nationals. Yeah, they gotta they're they're teetering right. They gotta they gotta take care of business for sure. They're right there on the razor's edge, and they have to take care of business when they're sick in their remaining games. And uh, they did at least for this weekend. And let's see number eleven there that you're speaking of. Yeah. Yeah, it's like Chase see. Chase Landacusic or something like that is his name. Uh, Che. Che. C-H-E. Okay. All right. Yeah. So let's see. He had one, two, three assists and two goals on Friday night. Oh. So five points. Yeah. And then what do they have on the next night? Two goals and uh, an assist. Let's look and, let's look and see here. Yeah. I, uh, I got I'm doing it off my lovely computer tonight instead of printing everything out like I normally do. Uh oh. Sorry about that. No, you're good. You're good. The, uh, I ran out of time. The, uh, getting stuff done so i was like oh, i'm just gonna roll this way so let's see he had another two goals and one assist on saturday yeah so what's that an so eight point eight, weekend eight. yeah four goals what we say four goals and four assists four assists yeah i mean come on if we had if we were that's, if we were doing the wchl player of the week i mean uh, that he'd be up there that's him that's him right there for holy sure. crap so that, that's impressive. Yeah. And they took care of, you know, we've talked before about Grand Canyon's goaltender, Scott Kasabowski. He played very, very well on, uh, on, uh, on Friday, but he ended up taking the loss. Right. Yep. And, uh, you know, they finally, I think after about the sixth or seventh goal, um, they, you know, the, the goal, the, the coaching staff just from Grand Canyon just pulled him and switched him out for the kid who ended up uh, his backup leper who ended yeah, up playing Gabe. the next night. And, uh, but, uh, you know, credit to, to Utah, they, uh, they needed it and they came through. So, uh, Utah, I think Andrew, when we talked about this, you said that they were going to split. I think you said Oklahoma, Arizona state was going to split and you said the Missouri state and Maryville. I thought you had a sweep there. Um, yeah. What? Yeah. Nice, nice, nice week I had last week. <laughs> <laughs> Don't bring you to Vegas, huh? <laughs> That's right. Oh That's boy, right. my luck has gone cold for sure. <laughs> All right, anything more, Andrew, on the Utah uh, Grand Canyon series? No, the uh, the only thing at Grand or Utah, they were impressive four for zero on the power play. <laughs> A four Grand, for zero, I like that. Four for zero in the power play, yeah. Grand Canyon, they were they were one for zero for the weekend on the power play so i mean hey those guys are uh batting a thousand i'm telling you what i mean that's a high percentage right there it, yes it is yes it is i was just uh i was just impressed they scored 12 goals on the weekend i mean that's yeah that that's a lot of that's a lot of i, mean, I yeah, guess we should 
you know, this is going to sound snarky, and I don't, I don't mean it to be snarky, but you know, I guess Grand Canyon's used to getting a lot of goals scored on them, um, simply because I'm, I'm thinking back to like a 15 to two game that they took at the uh, yeah. earlier in the season from Missouri State. Uh, but yeah, twelve goals—that's uh, uh, that's a lot on the weekend, right? That's a lot on the week. In fact, if you yeah. were to look at the total number of goals scored against in conference games, number one clearly is Grand Canyon at ninety-seven goals scored against. The next closest is Colorado State at seventy-six. So they've been Oof. outscored by twenty-one goals. Oh, that's no good. Yeah, wow, that's no good. But hey, credit to Utah on the other hand, right? They, uh, yeah, yeah, hey. They're kind of fighting for uh, their nationals' life right now. So that, that they are, and we can we can talk about that here in a little bit. Yeah. So uh, so those were conference games: Arizona State sweeps and Utah sweeps, and that doesn't really affect an awful lot in terms of the WCHL standings because Arizona State and Utah are pretty much neck and neck at fifth and sixth place. It just allowed them to kind of keep pace with one another. Central Oklahoma has all but secured the uh, WCHL regular season title. In fact, it's I think it's fair to say they've clinched it yep. since the best they can do is, uh, or the best that um, Nevada Las Vegas can do is tie them, and then Central would have the tiebreaker. So Central Oklahoma has officially, um, I don't think we've made a big deal about it, but officially they've, uh, they've secured the auto bid to Nationals. Uh, by being in first place in the conference. Missouri State right now, based on points, is number two. Um, Nevada Las Vegas is in third place. Uh, But again, they have two games in hand on Missouri State and Central, so they could, in theory, catch Central, but they can never surpass Central. That's the deal. Arizona's in fourth place with 31. Then, like I said, Arizona State, 25 points. Utah, 24 points in fifth and sixth place. Colorado and Grand Canyon are tied at 15 points in seventh place. Then we have Oklahoma in ninth place with 11 points. And Colorado State in 10th place with seven points on the season. And so, yeah, that's that's kind of where the WCHL standings are. And, boy, we're going to have a big weekend. We'll talk about that here in a second. But, yes, we uh, will. We've got a big weekend coming up with um, some rivalry games. And, um, yeah, some people are going to uh, get their WCHL, uh, well, let's see here. Uh, yeah, I guess we will have some teams that kind of, uh, well, I, I'm just looking. I think everyone's going to catch up for one more week. Yep. Um, so, anyways, there we go. So, uh, Central Oklahoma officially will have the auto bid to Nationals. Not that they'll need it, but uh, they've earned it. There you and, go. They're uh, in. So they will uh, be receiving the uh, WCHL Champions Cup at some point here in the next couple of weeks, uh, which will be exciting. I guess I need to order something from the uh, trophy store. Huh? <laughs> no rush. I no probably rush. ought to get after that. Yeah, so. no rush. All right, let me look here at my buttons, Andrew. Uh, what would you like to hear? You know what we haven't heard in a long time? What's that? I don't. Have we heard? Have you heard some Inglewood Jack? I have not. Let's hear some Inglewood, Jack, and then we'll come back and we'll talk rankings, nationals, and uh, get some terrible predictions from Andrew. How's that sound? Sounds like a great deal. One, drop your glove. Two, catch the jersey. Three, over the head. And where I'm from, we call this the Inglewood Jack. What I say? Inglewood Jack. That's the way. Inglewood Jack. Yeah. Inglewood Jack. Game face is on. It's our first day of senior hockey, bud. Well, first impression's a lasting one, bro. You ready for this, bud? Uh, four check, back check, paycheck, bro. Ding. Uh, but hey, as they say in hockey, let's do that hockey. 
All right, Andrew, let's do that hockey. The rankings, we only have, what do we have? One, two. We only have two more rankings to go. Two more rankings, yeah. Do we have yeah. two? Let me, I'm trying to think this one out. We have next Wednesday, and then we have the, the Wednesday after that, and that's it, yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, should be uh, two weeks, and then we're out of here. Two weeks, and uh, I would say right now the top 20 is pretty well set. Um, but let's go through it because we have six WCHL teams in the uh, top 25. Number four is Nevada, Las Vegas. Number six is Central Oklahoma. Number nine, Missouri State. Uh, number 16 is Arizona. Number 17 is Utah. And number 21 is Arizona State. Arizona State. So Nevada, Las Vegas stays where they are. Central stays where they are. Missouri State stays where they are. Arizona stays where they are. Utah, fighting for their life, as we talked about, moved up two spots from 19 to 17. And Arizona State, uh, after beating Andrews, Oklahoma Zooners, moves up three spots from 24 to 21. Yeah, that's kind of surprising. Yeah, well, it's... Uh, We'll see. And then, uh, yeah, Grand Canyon is number 28, Colorado number 29, Oklahoma's number 36, and Colorado State number 39. So the uh, top four have pretty much stayed the, uh, well, I shouldn't say that because we, we actually had a big move in the top four in this ranking. Yeah. Iowa yeah. State and Liberty flip-flopped around yes. Nevada, Las Vegas. Yes, I was surprised to see that. They, uh, I was surprised to see Liberty drop down to five like that. Well, that's what happens when you lose, what, three out of four games at home? The uh, Liberty has split in recent weeks with Nevada Las Vegas at home, and then they lost both games to Minot State So uh, that they just what? played at home. So Lindenwood is number one, Minot State number two, Iowa State is now your new number three. Nevada, Las Vegas is number four, so all four of those teams would have buys at nationals if things stay the same. Liberty is now number five, uh, Central Oklahoma six, Stony Brook seven, Adrian eight, Missouri State nine, Maryville ten. So uh, yeah, there we go. And hey, we can let's let's from the uh, from nationals. Let's turn over to a little nationals preview, if you will, because of, yes. we did have three teams that have clinched their auto bids. And uh, it kind of goes with this ranking. It and, and it, things are things look great, all except for one matchup in the at, oh. at the nationals preview. But uh, <laughs> we we have three teams that have clinched an auto bid. If we talked about right now, number six, Central Oklahoma has clinched the Western Collegiate Hockey League, so they're definitely going to nationals. Number nineteen, Niagara has clinched the terrible New York League. Um, I think that's what it's called, the NECHL. What does that mean? Nobody ever cares, Hockey League. Um, and then number 35, Navy, has clinched the auto bid out of the terrible Philadelphia League, the ECHA. So what that means is for sure there will be at least one team bumped. So to really, to you have to be at least 19 or better. Now, here's, here's, the, here's the rub, Andrew. We're going to have a team come out of the Great Lakes League and a team come out of the MCH. The regular season champions will win those conferences. Yep. Right now, that's Adrian, number eight, and Maryville, number 10. Adrian for the Great Lakes League, Maryville for the MCH. But then there are three conferences where the auto bid goes to the playoff champion. Yes. That's the Eastern States Collegiate Hockey League. Right now, the highest-ranked team is number seven, Stony Brook. But it could, you know, Stony Brook could stumble. Uh, that's yep. that's yeah. a Delaware. I'm trying to think of who's in that conference. Uh, you, you know off the top of your head? 
Nope. All right, good. It's, uh, I was sitting here doing it. I was trying to, I was drawing a blank on you. No, it's Delaware, New York, uh, Rhode Island. I mean, I was so. say Rhode Island. Yeah, I mean, there are, it's, it's possible, right? It's possible. Um, then out of uh, the Pittsburgh Conference, CHMA, it's uh, number 13. Pittsburgh is the highest ranked team, but there are four legitimate teams that could probably pull off the, uh, I take that back. There's probably three legitimate teams that could probably pull off the Pittsburgh, uh, that's CHMA. That's Pittsburgh. That's a team, Andrew, that you've seen, um, Indiana yep. University of Pennsylvania. Yep. And then there's Robert Morris out of Pennsylvania. Any one of those three could win the CHMA. Um, but uh, Pitt, what you would think, would ho- and you would hope would have the upper hand. You would think, but that IUP team's no slouch. So. You, yep, yep. It, that and, and so it, that'll be that'll be interesting to follow, and then uh, in the there's there's the WAC, the WHAC, the Wolverine Hoosier Athletic Conference, the right. one that just rolls off your tongue. Yeah, I, I was kind of I always want to call it the Worcester, uh, <laughs> the Worcester Hoosier Athletic Conference, but it's um, number fourteen. Indiana Tech is the highest ranked team out of that conference, but Andrew, there are legitimately four teams that can win that conference in their playoff champion, and that would be. Indiana Tech at 14, um, Aquinas at 20, um, Michigan-Dearborn at 18, and then Lawrence Tech. And I think Lawrence Tech is like 24, 25, somewhere in there. Or maybe they're 26. I think they're 26. Yeah, I think they're 26. So, I mean, Lawrence Tech, it would be a reach, but they're, they're it's a possibility. So... It could still happen. It could still happen. So, if one of... If, if something goes awry at one of those things... I mean, you're looking at a, another spot potentially being eaten up. Yeah. So we got to pray for chalk. We got to pray for chalk and uh, hope nothing goes nutty, so that you know Utah can get in there. But uh, yeah, they need Utah needs to figure out how to move up a couple spots, right? They do. They yeah. do. They do. The, them in Arizona, they uh, they need to they need to move up a couple. Well, here's the deal. Here's how the matchups would be if we were to go to nationals right now and think about this, Andrew. There's some tasty matchups, except for one. The matchups were better last week. <laughs> the matchups were definitely better last week. Uh, but here's how they would be this week. Number, uh, uh, well, let's hear. The, on the, the first game would be 13 through 20, and so that would be Pittsburgh versus Navy. Then we'd have 14-19, which is Indiana Tech-Niagara. Then we'd have 15-18, which would be Ohio and Michigan-Dearborn. And remember, Michigan-Dearborn might get bumped. Yep. Then here's the one that I don't like very much. It's the 16-17 <laughs> matchup. It's Arizona versus Utah. That's a conference uh, game. Uh, uh, they will have seen, uh, That would have been the fifth time they've played each other this year. Yeah. We need to get those teams. Like I said, we need to get them to move around a little bit here. Yeah. Well, the winner of that 16-17 game gets the pleasure of meeting number one Lindenwood. Um, the winner of the Ohio Dearborn game would play Minot State. Oh, there's Iowa, a prize. Iowa State would take on uh, Indiana Tech versus Niagara, the winner out of that game. And then Nevada Las Vegas would have the winner of Pittsburgh and Navy. And then the uh, 5 through 12 matchups, which would be on Saturday, uh, there's some tasty ones here now, Andrew. Uh, we'd have Liberty versus Illinois, 5 through 5 versus 12. Central Oklahoma versus Jamestown, 6 and 11. I, I like that matchup. Yep. Stony Brook against Maryville, 7 and 10. And then number 8 and number 9, Adrian in Missouri State. That, that's another good matchup right there. That's a, that's a great matchup. But, boy, it seems like, you know, 
like this is the uh, the Star Wars trilogies. Uh, you know, Adrian <laughs> and Missouri State have played some classic games over the years. Yes, they and, have. Yes, they have. Wow. So, uh, anyways, now there is a possibility. I was talking. In fact, I was texting with some folks from uh, the Missouri State outfit. Um, I don't think number ten Maryville can catch Missouri State, um, just because of where they are, and because of who 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 each team plays in the coming weeks. Right, Missouri State. Yeah is we're going to talk about in a second, they played number one this weekend. And just by virtue of playing number one, they're going to move up in the rankings. Oh, totally. No, hopefully they won't get blasted. Hopefully they'll win some of those games, right? But, uh, you know, if they don't win, at least keep it close. Whereas I think Maryville is playing, uh, oh, they play Midland. So uh, Maryville yeah, will so play like number 23. So they're going to, you know. Maybe hold, hold steady, maybe maybe drop a point. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. Now, who's the, the number 11 right behind them? That's a different matchup, and uh, that's Jamestown. And Jamestown, I think, has uh, Liberty this weekend. And then they play um, Iowa State, I think. So, I mean, they can, they can move around a little bit here. Yeah, so. they, they can. So, I mean, because they're playing yeah, folks that, higher. So, anyways. That, um, that, that 9, 10, 11, that's intriguing to watch, isn't that, it? That will be. And, and obviously, 17, 18, 19 is going to be uh, fun to watch, too, to see who makes it and who doesn't. And uh, so, we'll have to play pay attention. We'll see yep. exactly. We should know um, week after next, um, the playoff champions. It'll be fun to actually give a rip, I guess, about the eastern states league playoffs and the pittsburgh league playoffs and the uh wookie hoverine whatever <laughs> yeah, stupid conference that thing is at the end of the day they're not as good as us so well, it's kind of it's kind of boring to watch until up to this point right I'm, I'm sure i'm sure they'll take issue with that but hey whatever that's all right you know i you know that that worcester god that wolverine hoosier athletic conference <laughs> that's a real athletic conference i mean it's not like some acha made up thing right it's yeah they, they also play football and basketball and the whack and they have a real commissioner who doesn't do a cheesy podcast and <laughs> you know so it's that's the real deal so, so. so they're they're not cool is what you're saying <laughs> <laughs> you said that you said that not me not me <laughs> All righty, Andrew. Hey, we've got some. Uh, you know what? Here, hold on. I think this is worthy of something. Um, oh, oh, Lord. Yeah, here, let me let me get to let me choose my buttons. Oop. Do I want to do this one? Uh, maybe not. <laughs> no, no, no. That one's not good. Here, let's do this one. Yeah. All right, it's time for Andrew's predictions for the games coming up. Nine out of the ten WCHL conference uh, uh, members are in action this weekend. UCO is the only team to have the weekend off. They're going to be back in the study hall, I'm sure. Uh huh. Getting yeah, they uh, are. you know getting all their T's crossed and their eyes dotted. Uh huh. Something like that. Something like that. Andrew, let's go with the non-conference games first. Okay, men's two. Men's Division Two, Northern Arizona University, all the way from Flagstaff, Arizona, a place near and dear to my heart, um, goes down to uh, play Grand Canyon. Earlier this year, Grand Canyon went up there and split with them, I think. I think it was the first games of the season. Uh, but now NAU comes down to Grand Canyon. What's going to happen here, Andrew? They, uh, I think Grand Canyon's going to rebound on this one and uh, pull off two games here. I think Grand Canyon's going to smoke them. Yeah, I think Green Canyon's just going to smoke them. Yeah, I think they're going to get back on the winning track here, so I think they're going to get two. All right, Lindenwood, the number one team in the nation, heads down to Spring Vegas to take on Missouri State. Missouri State coming off of uh, a little bitter taste from the Maryville series. What do you think is going to happen here, Andrew? Now, Lindenwood hasn't played in a while. Well, I take it back. They played this past weekend. 
I think they beat Ohio like 500 oh, okay. to nothing. And oh, those, they postponed those games, I think. Didn't Did they? they? All right. Well, here, let me, you know what? Oh. I, let me look. Hold on. Let me look at the oh. press release that I supposedly wrote yesterday. <laughs> um, oh, oh, yeah. Oh. No, those games were postponed. They were at. Oh. Yeah. So that so they haven't played in two or three weeks, I don't think, because I think their games the week before were postponed also. That's that's right. That's right. So Lindawood right now, they have a record of 13-0-0. They're coming down to Missouri State. So I guess it could go one of two ways, right? Lindawood could be either super rusty or they could be just chomping at the bit. to Chomping at the bits to go. Yeah. What do you think uh, is going to happen? Oh, you know, I, I I don't want to do this because this is an unpopular belief. Remember, it is the WCHL podcast. It, it is the WCHL podcast, but... And we have know, like I, all of 11 listeners, and most of them are from Missouri State, Andrew, From Missouri so. State. I know, I know, but I gotta. I think I have to lean with the on the side of the fighting zombos here. Yeah, the fighting zombos are kind of... I'm hoping that Missouri State can get one out of them. It'd be nice to get both, but uh, it'd be nice to see them get a split. Yeah. Yeah. Shock uh, the world, you know? Shock the world, that's right. Pull off a Buster Douglas, knock out Mike Tyson. <laughs> you know, that'd be pretty cool. That'd be pretty to put do do, you know, get some Herb Brooks going there, the you know, the USA. Who what team yeah. <laughs> give a, give us a little what team do you play for? <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. And uh get that going, especially here during the Olympics. So uh that 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 should be uh that that'll be fun to watch. And in fact, you know what? I got a text earlier today from uh, the Missouri State broadcaster, uh, Steve Casson, who's who's a really good guy. He puts up with a lot of my baloney. He told me this. He wanted to know if I knew the record for least amount of shots in a regulation game. And I guess oh, it's because earlier this season, Lindenwood, one of their goalies, he faced one shot. Now, he gave up a goal on that one shot, but he faced one <laughs> shot. During the game, and that was it, and that was against Roosevelt, and Roosevelt's terrible. You and I can go beat Roosevelt right now. So you literally had one thing to do, <laughs> and he screwed it up. So let's hope that that means Linda Wood's rusty. And um, uh, anyways, let's hope that uh, Missouri State can uh, shock the world. Shock the world. That's, That's right. right. That's right. All right. A uh, Arizona in another non-conference matchup. They're flying up to. God, who did the scheduling for these guys? They go to Minot State on February the 11th and 12th. Why not Minot? Who in, their, be in February. who in their right mind would schedule games in Minot in February? Yeah, not a place you want to be. Not try. Now, I, now hey, to, to in their defense, the atmosphere, even though the atmosphere outside of the arena will be bleak and dismal, the atmosphere in, inside the arena will be a just insane. Yes, it will. A wooden arena. The benches are wooden. Uh, the 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 place, the roof is wooden. Um, it's it's a great little bandbox of an arena that they play at there up at Minot State, and the whole town will come out, especially for a big yeah. name like Arizona. For a big name school coming in for sure. So U of A goes up to Minot State earlier uh, in January. Oh. Minot State came down and uh, took two off of Arizona. Um, but they were close games. Oh, those poor guys from Arizona. Yeah. High of four on Thursday. Oof. Friday, a high of six, a low of zero. <laughs> Let's see. Oh, God, my computer's going wonky on me here. Get back here. Uh, Saturday, 
going to be tropical, so take your shorts, high of 16, but a low of negative 3 with p.m. <laughs> snow showers. Oh, yuck. And then Sunday, they're going to be sunbathing in the hills because it's going to be 36 degrees for a high on Saturday oh, on Sunday. That. Yeah, break, break out the convertible. Let's go. That's right. Let's go. <laughs> you know, there was a comedian years ago. He came to Oklahoma City, and he said, well, hey, I... There's stuff I, I see. I'm just drive, been driving around here, and uh, I see that you have two things in plenty of supply, and it's uh, Baptist <laughs> churches and pawn shops. And he goes, "It must not be a whole lot to do here in Oklahoma." And maybe maybe the Arizona State fans uh, or the Arizona State team would agree with you. Um, but up there in Minot, Andrew, there was it's even worse. Yes, all I saw was liquor stores and suicide prevention billboards. And I yeah, thought yeah. to myself, well, you know what? That makes sense because if you're up yeah. here, you it's pretty bleak and there's not an awful lot to do other than drink yourself silly and maybe harm yourself. Yeah. You saw you also saw some midget wrestling in the lobby of the hotel. They've got it going on there. What well, yeah, they, that, that was just my hockey team. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, boy. Okay, so Arizona at Minot State. Enough with the joking. What do you think, Andrew? Uh, pitter patter let's get at her pitter patter i hate to say it but i think this is going to be my knot on this deal i kind of wonder i kind of wonder all right i I would like to see a i would like to see u of a grab one from them but i also know that u of a is hurting so yeah i'd love to see a split but yeah we know my knot and they're tough there hey they just went to liberty and took two off of liberty at liberty that's, and that's a tough place to win games. Tough place to win is right. Your Oklahoma Sooners, Andrew, are going to another tough place to win games lately. They're going to the Salt Lake City Sports Complex to take on the skating Utes of the University of Utah. Andrew, do you know what a Ute is? They, uh, looks like an elk or a buffalo, I think, doesn't it? I thought it was an Indian. I thought it was a, a Ute was like an Indian tribe. However, you know, for... Well, I also thought it was a place you could stay, like a tent. Oh, that that could, that could be. I thought that was something else. That was a yurt. It, maybe it is a yurt. Yeah. I'm going to ask my daughter this, Cam the Ram. Uh, she said, oh, yeah, the Utes from my cousin Vinny. It's all, you know, that's how that guy from Brooklyn said youth. He said Utes. And I said, yeah, I don't think they, that somebody from Brooklyn went out to uh, the University of Utah and named their wow. mascots. How about how about us? I said it look, I, I said it was a like a member of the Buffalo clan. Uh-huh. You're thinking it's from Brooklyn, and it's not it's, me. That was my daughter. That was Cam Ram. Don't blame me. An, I knew it was an Indian tribe. Yeah, I was going to say it's in honor of an American Indian tribe. Yeah. Oh. All right. So your Sooners are going off to play the Utes. What's going to happen here? And I realize I'm putting you on the spot. It's it's unfair. So I apologize in advance. Yeah. This is. I think this is going to be all Oklahoma. I mean. Oh. Can't go any can't go anywhere else with this. <laughs> <laughs> for a team for a team that's fighting for their life to get to nationals, uh, oh. and you're going against them, saying it's going to be all Oklahoma. Uh, I think my boys are driving into a lion's den, is what I really think. <laughs> Ooh, you're, you're driving is, you know, I'm glad someone else is doing the driving. How about that? I wouldn't. Oh, mind, there's no doubt. I wouldn't mind going, but uh, man, what a, that's it's a beautiful it's a beautiful place to go to. Salt Lake City is just gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous. Yes, yes. This that's the one trip on the schedule I had circled this year that I kind of wanted to go on, but yeah, things things just didn't align for me this year. So UNLV number four in the nation is going to head down to the ocean. They're going to go to Oceanside Ice Arena to take on the Sun Devils. How do you think that one's going to work out, Andrew? UNLV oh. against Arizona State. All UNLV. Oh, man. 
There was no hesitation there, huh? No hesitation on that one. Wow. All right. There must be some underlying motivations there that we will not delve into. (laughs) Uh, So all UNLV, all skating rebels. That's right. And then we have Colorado State and Colorado. They're playing a, uh, this is their rivalry weekend. The first game is going to be down in uh, Buffalo land down at this uh, Boulder Rec Center in Boulder. And then Saturday is going to be up at Epic. Andrew, what do you think is going to happen here between the Buffs and the Rams? I think they're going to split, and it doesn't matter where these teams are ranked at. These are awesome games to watch, right? They are. I'm telling you what. (laughs) I I know for a fact the Colorado State game on Saturday is going to be Greek night. Yeah. And Epic, the Edora Pool and Ice Center, uh, it's, it's not the Jordan Valley Ice Park. It's not the Tucson Convention Center. It's not City National Arena. But they will pack that place up with a whole bunch of knuckleheads. Well, I, I hope those Greeks don't yell at anybody. I, you know, they're going so, to, and it's gonna, uh, uh, it's gonna have a four-letter word that begins with F and rhymes with truck. <laughs> oh, there's no doubt. And it's going to be aimed at CU. The, uh, you know, at, at certain times you think the English language has been shrunk down when you listen to some of these kids yell at sporting events, right? Uh huh. And it's like, come on, you can't come up with anything more original. Original, than that. yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, come on, what are they teaching you? There was, uh, there was a back when, uh, back in the day, back in the day, <laughs> um, the uh, there was a, a group of hecklers out of Wichita, Kansas, that would uh, oh. heckle the heck out of people. They sat right oh. behind the visitors' bench, but they had a set of rules that they all lived by, and one of them was no profanity. Yeah, and uh, I mean they had like a list of ten rules, and it was very much like what the uh, I've seen the same rules for uh, fans of like Texas Tech baseball. Um, you know they they heckle, but they heckle with pride, Cause, right? Because yeah. they have they have parameters, they have curbs that they have to stay within. <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah, the, the college students don't at least during these rivalry games. They will not have any parameters or curbs. The every, F bombs will be loud and proud. Every every time I pulled into Wichita, Kansas, on the bus for games, the hecklers were outside, standing on the hill of the Coliseum, with their pants around their ankles, bent over, giving us the good luck sign as we <laughs> as we pulled in. <laughs> Quite the welcome uh, wagon, huh? Yeah, no doubt. All right, no so doubt, you're going to huh? say a split between Colorado and Colorado yeah. State, and a lot of profanity. Yeah. A lot of profanity and two good games out of that one. For All sure, right, right, so there. Grand Canyon. Let's recap really quick. Grand Canyon's going to take two from Northern Arizona. You're going to say you officially said Lindenwood will take two from Missouri State, yep. even though we're hoping for the best. You said that uh, Minot will probably take two from Arizona, even though we're hoping for the best there. Officially, you said uh, all Oklahoma against Utah. Even for though sure. you kind of think Utah is going to, I mean, <laughs> Oklahoma is going to be uh, running into a buzzsaw. Yeah, we know what's really going to happen there, right? All UNLV, you say, down at Oceanside. And with an exclamation point. With an exclamation point. Golly, Andrew, they must have made you mad or something. <laughs> and then uh, Colorado State and Colorado, you say they're going to split and with a lot yes. of with a lot of uh, exuberance. I'm going to try to watch at least one of those. Well, I'm, I'm going to watch. I'm going to try to watch Friday night's game. Well, hey, good luck because it's in Boulder. Oh, yeah, I good know. luck. I'm hoping I can because I won't be able to watch Saturdays. So. Yeah, Saturdays I'm will definitely for sure. Fridays. Saturdays for sure will definitely be on Facebook. We hope that Fridays will be online somewhere, but uh, we'll find it anyways. All right. Well, hey, that's uh, that's it for predictions. Hopefully, your predictions this week, Andrew, are better than your predictions last week because last week they just blew. Well, you know, I, I can. I was off. 
it was an off week for me. I mean, off week perfect. for you. I mean, can't be perfect ever. <laughs> it was an off week for Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, well, hey, that was Andrew's uh, predictions and uh, brought to you by, uh, you know what they're brought to you today by, Andrew? <laughs> Four inch blueberry mini pies, courtesy of Walmart. Oh. God, those things oh. are awesome. 50 cents a piece. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm telling you. Oh. You know what? Sam Sam was on to something. He was on to something when he made those uh, little blueberry mini pies. Mm. Yep. I'm, hey, I'm out on that. Hey, we had some listener questions. Um, <laughs> and so uh, the first two came from a fellow named Major Focus. And Major Focus, his name is Ed Major. Uh, Ed Major II. He's out of uh, Pittsburgh and he runs a website called the Pittsburgh Hockey Digest. And so Trey doesn't appreciate you calling it the crappy Pittsburgh League. No, he doesn't. The CHMA. What does that mean? College hockey, meaningless. Uh, <laughs> college hockey, what is, I want to say, but anywhere, but that would be the CHBA. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, CHMA, what would that be? College hockey uh, meant elsewhere. Uh, that's elsewhere. There you go. <laughs> yeah. So if, if I spelled elsewhere with an A, not an E. Yeah. Geez, of course, that's me. Anyways, hey, uh, Major Focus you says, guys. hey, does your league use the playoff champion or the regular season champion for the auto bid? And obviously, we use the regular season champion since we don't have a playoff. That's right. And then he asks, has Central Oklahoma clinched that title? And the answer there is yes, they have. Yes, they have. So appreciate uh, tuning in there, Major Focus. And what do we say? Geography is not on our side, so we give it to the regular season. Yep, and go from there. Can't I can't ask these guys to spend a gajillion dollars to uh, no. go play for something that doesn't mean much of anything? That's right. Um, and uh, hey, from uh, UCO, uh, the UCO fan base, we have uh, two questions here from Dr. Lee Tyner. Um, Andrew, I don't know if, if the first question is, what are the advantages of being non NCAA administratively rule wise, etc.? Andrew, why don't you take a stab at that one? They, uh, well, I'm going to say probably one of the big advantages is that we're kind of, I'm going to say free to do what we want. I mean, we have guidelines. Each school has guidelines from the student organizations or student life or stuff like that, that we have to follow in, but they're kind of loose guidelines, right? Um, so you can set your own schedule. You can you can travel when you want as long as you get it approved and things like that. So whereas, you know, NCAA, there's just a lot more hoopla around it, you know, a lot more strings attached to everything, I would say, you know. A lot more bureaucracy. Totally, totally. A lot more bureaucracy. There's a lot more yeah. autonomy um, with with being non-NCAA from an administrative point of view. Yeah, and I, and I really, you know, I say that term, that you know, I say that phrase, we're free to do what we want very loosely, right? If, like our team, Oklahoma has been run on the backside, has been run properly from day one, right? So, well, except never for this gotten, year, but yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> they've never they've never gotten crossways with the school. They're, they've never gotten caught with kids getting in trouble or or going against the rules of the of student organizations, right? So they leave you alone, you know, you're because they kind of trust you that you're going to do things right and you're going to use your best judgment when you make a decision mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So they kind of stay out of your hair. You are kind of, you know, for a lack of better terms, kind of free to kind of blow and go and do what you want, you know? So, yeah. And I think that cuts, that cuts both ways. I think another advantage of being non NCAA is that um, uh, you, you have 
more control over um, the types of athletes and the, you know, there's no scholarships. Uh, so yep. in theory, supposedly, so there are no scholarship restrictions in terms of, uh, bec- you're not, you're not, you're not under any sort of restrictions and who you can take and who you can't take and where they have to come from. And, yep. uh, we don't have to, there, you don't have to meet, um, I'm not going to say title nine standards, but again, that gets, I think that gets back to the bureaucracy that, uh, the NCAA instills. Yeah, and, and, and there's also no time limits um, in terms of practices or when the students have to play. And, uh, you know, that I guess that that's kind of a double-edged sword, right? Because, because there's no, not oversight, but because there are no bureaucracy, there are no restrictions, and teams are free, they have that autonomy to do what they want. It has the potential to be abused, you know. Yep. Um, you yep. can have, you know, 6 a.m. practices, you can have... 10 p.m. practices and i don't think uh the major college the ncaa th- teams are doing that they no, might be doing no. they might be doing six in the morning practices but definitely not 10 at night practices yeah, or games no. or anything it, like that but i mean that's really kind of an advantage too to some teams if the if the teams are run properly like uh like the two oklahomas for example because we're we're close to those programs here right it's you know one one practice is early in the morning because that's what works out best for the class schedules and we know one team skates later in the evenings at practice because the coach works full time and that's when he can be there, you know? So, so that's kind of a nice portion of it, right? Yep. Yep. I think, uh, I, I, I would, I'm, the question is what are the advantages? I think one of the, I'm going to flip it and I'm just going to say one of the disadvantages is the, uh, it's, it's the lack of oversight. Yes. There's no, um, the ACHA has rules, yes, but we're kind of really play an awful lot and live by the honor system. There's no enforcement arm. There's no investigatory arm of the ACHA. So if you, you know, we all, we've, there's a lot of us that have, li- that listen to this podcast um, and that are on this podcast that have heard stories and, um, you know, it's uh, about teams, you know, paying players to come there or, you know, paying for their play- payers' school or for their players' school, that sort of stuff. And that's, you know, not allowed under ACHA rules. But unfortunately, uh, or fortunately, whichever way you want to look at it, whichever perspective you're taking on it, it's, it's tough to prove. Um, yep. And, you know, um, there's no investigatory arm or no enforcement arm of the ACHA that can call up a school, say like a Lindenwood, and say, hey, um, <laughs> show us all of your, you know, the, the financial uh, dealings with all of your players that have supposedly accepted scholarships to come play there at your school. Yep, yep. Um, you know, and... and you, we both know that as soon as the ACHA calls up a school, you know, let's say Lindenwood, and says, "Hey, um, show us, you know, give us, show us the li- li- reveal the curtain a little bit." Yeah, um, Lindenwood's going to clamp down on it. Say, you know, whatever, you know. Yeah, uh, not happening here. Yeah, you, who are, who are you guys to do this? Yeah, uh, yeah. Whereas the NCAA does kind of, they can go in there and just, you know boot stomp you and uh you know go take a look at that kind of stuff and i i, I yeah, pick i pick yeah. on lindenwood because they're the ones who for a year have been crowing about going ncaa um and they've got all these north american and ushl kids that have come to play for them this year and you know they, they're they not going ncaa anytime soon the, um, uh, 
but you know that's been the rumor for you know there are some bigger schools liberty um yeah adrian some of the bigger schools there's always heck there's been rumors about central oklahoma there's been there were a lot of rumors about oklahoma during my days yep um i wish i i I was like man if we're giving scholarships let me know because i i can i can really work with that they uh but i think on too on speaking of the uh investigative branch of of this thing i think you know the teams kind of hold each other in check, and and the and and all the teams kind of are kind of that investigative branch per se, right? Well, yeah, yeah, to a degree. I mean, you, I mean, do you think that all these teams, you know, we're not watching each other, and the first sign of BS, we're not going to fly that flag? You know what I mean? Well, that's it's, that's that's just it. And there's been a lot of flags flown. The problem is that you you we can't really do anything unless there's a smoking gun. Right. That's right. That's or unless right. there's a cooperating somebody yeah. that, that wants to cooperate. Yeah. So, uh, that's, I mean, that's the one thing that's always in the back of my mind is like, I'm going to, I'm doing this right because I'm not going to, I'm not going to have the flag flown on me. You know what I mean? I'm sure. Not gonna, sure. I'm not going to have that embarrassment, you know? So that's, sure. so I mean, that kind of keeps, you know, in a, in a roundabout way, that's kind of the investigative branch of it, right? Because just having that in the back of my mind you know it can it can yep yep so there are distinct advantages of being non-ncaa there are also disadvantages um you know obviously the biggest disadvantage is the stigma that comes with you know the word club and the uh. acha everybody sees that and again they think of you know everyone hopping in a cargo van and driving overnight with a case of beer yeah you know and that's that's not what this is all about so uh yeah, but that's people- good good question from lee tyner it is. It is. Hey, uh, he asks another question. Um, uh, what are the ACHA goals for the future? Hmm. Find, find a better uh, communications director. <laughs> <laughs> that guy sucks. Yeah, we need to fire that guy. He stinks. The communications guy doesn't even doesn't even know what the number one team played this past week, even though he wrote the press release. <laughs> Oh God, I'm looking at it right here. Oh, um, what are the ACHA goals for the future? I would say this um, to be to be very political. Um, I think we're always trying to be open. We're always trying to be inclusive. We're always trying to grow the game. So, from a uh, ACHA big thirty thousand foot perspective, I think we're always trying to get more teams to join, and we're trying to provide the best atmosphere for the student athlete to play in because part of the reason why we do this podcast it's um and part of the reason why i i dig the acha it's you know it's it's not it's not like football it's not like basketball it's not like ncaa hockey where those guys are glorified and you know put on podiums these are true student athletes who are paying for their college and for the most part except for you know the teams we talked about last last answer um who are paying for their own college and who are uh, um, paying for their own hockey. And they're playing for the love of the game, and they're playing to represent their school. And um, so I think we want to provide an avenue, an outlet for kids to keep playing competitive college hockey at whatever level they're competing at, Division One, Two, or Three on the men's side, women's one or two uh, on the women's side, Division One and two on the women's side, I'm sorry. And... Um, you know, I think we would just want to be able to grow the game now from, from a, from a, and I think Andrew, it's probably best to say right now, the biggest growth sector for college hockey, at least in the ACHA is on the women's side. 
Oh, totally. Yeah. And um, there are more and more women who are uh, uh, getting involved in, in hockey and more and more little girls are turning into grown women that are playing, want to keep playing competitive college hockey when they go to school. And so we've we've seen the women's division grow from a women's division into now two divisions. And there are 29 teams at women's division one, and I think there's 53 at women's division two. And it's and, uh, and it's pretty it's good hockey. Gonna, yeah, and, it, and it's probably not going to slow down anytime soon either. No, right? no. Well, hey, how about, I mean, Arizona had just announced when they announced that they're moving into their new building in two years that they're adding a men's team and a women's team. Yep. You know, Utah just added the women's team recently. Uh, Colorado and Colorado State, Arizona State, Grand Canyon, they all have women's teams. It would, uh, you know, it's the biggest growth sector, if you will, in uh, in the ACHA. So uh, they grow at an exponential rate more in, in terms of num- team numbers uh, than than the men's than the men's teams do. Uh, so. Uh, Big picture, I think that would be that would be uh, for for the entire ACHA. That would be some goals. I personally, myself, um, I would. I'm going to go contrary to that. At least at the men's division one level, we have seventy. Well, we have sixty eight teams now. I think at yeah, men's division six, one, sixty eight, sixty nine, something like that. I think, yeah. we, I think we just added three or four more. Um, in uh, what San Diego State, Utah, no San Diego State, Oregon. Uh, college in New Jersey and one more, oh, Purdue Northwest. And they're joining next year. And then the year after that, we already know the University of Mary is joining. So that goes from 68 to 73. I would like person, I would like to see men's division one shrink a little bit. Yeah. Bring it, bring it down. Right. I would like, uh, yeah, I would like to see it shrink down to about 50. Um, and I would like to see some of the teams from, uh, from that 50 to, you know, 72, 73 range, go drop down to division two. And yep. I, I, that's what, that's personally what I would like to see, but kind of do it like they do over in uh, the European leagues where if uh, you don't meet a certain mark, you know, you get, you get dropped down a level. And if you, and if you're dropped down a level and whatever that team is that wins there, they, they move up. Right. So there's a constant carousel of teams coming and going. Yep. They, uh, Relegation. Yeah, it'd be yeah. cool. They, yeah, they they but America they don't do that here in North America. <laughs> so they <laughs> should, many, but they don't. Hurt too many feelings. A lot of hurt feelings going on there. So uh, we we tried that <laughs> at the men's division one level, and that's when all the minnows came out to the to the big meeting down in Florida and uh, said, uh, "Wait a second, you're talking about getting rid of us <laughs> just because we stink and haven't been any good for more than five years? You want to get rid of us?" Uh. So, uh, anyways, um, I, I, I think I, so from ACHA goals, I want to say continue to grow the game, provide an avenue for, uh, men and women's new teams to join up, especially at the men's two and men's three levels and, uh, at the women's uh, division two level to join. And then once they establish themselves, then try to move up to the big leagues at men's one or women's one. And, uh, you know, I think, uh, you know, I think they also want to try to, an overall goal of the ACHA is to you know try to do something about that stigma um, that comes with the ACHA moniker and with the the, the club and you know the club hockey uh, name. Yeah, because that just goes all over me. I just yeah. want to smack. 
I just want to smack people when they you know, turn their nose up at it, you know? I, I Well, yes and no. I, I don't really, uh, you know, I, I don't see it as, as, as a, I know that some people see it as a big perceptive problem and see it as a big issue. I, I personally, I don't. I mean, I think we ought to embrace it as, uh, as, as an alternative uh, to NCAA, you know, varsity hockey. But, um, uh, but you know, I mean, if you know about the ACHA, if you've seen it, I mean, it's, it's a hell of a product and it's a yes, great it product is. and it's fun and it's worthwhile. And I would, I would challenge anyone who believes that it's not competitive and that the guys playing on the ice aren't, aren't competitive. Um, and they don't have talent. I would challenge them because, uh, you know, maybe at the D three level, when you got teams like, uh, you know, I don't know what Oklahoma state, you know, yeah, you know, that can't skate backwards, yeah. you know, the teams like that and learn to skate division type teams. Yeah. Um, you know, that's, that can be, that, that works to our disadvantage because, uh, you know, we, we don't want to be compared to them, but as long as you know that there's a clear delineation between the, yeah, between the top the, level, but it's also serving a purpose too. There's, there's guys at that level that want to go to school and play, quote unquote competitive hockey. So hey, you know. Yeah. Get after it, you know. Power to you. Learn power to skate to learn to skate backwards. Yeah. 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 But it serves a purpose though, right? Yeah. The, so uh, I would I would I think that's probably an, another overriding thing. And that you know, just to get more exposure and to get uh I, I know that one of Craig Barnett's uh, biggest things is to just Make kids that are coming out of high school and juniors, make them aware that the ACHA exists and that it's a viable alternative, that you don't have to quit playing hockey just because you're not going to play NCAA hockey. And that yeah. and those four letters, NCAA, aren't the end-all, be-all to college hockey. No. That there's yeah. a, a great alternative that can provide you a well-rounded experience uh, on the ice and in the classroom. So, and it's called the ACHA. So I, I, that's, 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 that would be my thing. So of course, as soon as I say this, I'm sure the ACHA will call me up and say, number one, your communications guy, you're fired and <laughs> no, you suck. And, uh, number two, I would think the, uh, they, they might have some other goals. Maybe they want to have, you know, 10,000 teams in 20 years. I don't know. Maybe they have some sort of metric or something that they can quantify, but I just, uh, I think we've done pretty good. They've survived for 31 years and uh, not, done pretty good so far. Yep, not too shabby. Not too shabby. All right, Andrew. Hey, it's uh, that time where we, uh, we, let's thank Major Focus and Lee Tyner for the listener questions. So that was a good right. little, I don't know if yeah, we've got any more questions, uh, but um, keep them coming if you have them. Yes. Um, send them to us on the podcast at uh, WCHL Pod on Twitter. Or find Andrew on Twitter at Stickford AM. I'm on Twitter at CJP and OKLA. And the Western Collegiate Hockey League is on there at Western CHL. Send us your listener questions um, if you have them. And Andrew, before we get out of here, i got to ask you, it's the Super Bowl weekend. The Rams and the Bengals. Who do you, who do you got? Anybody? I didn't even know the NFL was still playing this year. Okay, they only got one game left. Oh, Cincinnati against Los Angeles. Who do you got I, there, Andrew? I had I had no clue, but I'm all Bengals. All Bengals. Okay. Oh, all right. yeah. All, yeah, all All right. I didn't even know they're didn't even know they're still playing. But yeah, you know, let's go Bengals. Do you know who's doing the halftime show? I have no idea. It's Snoop Dogg. Ah, Snoop Doc, D-O-double-G. D-O-double-G, uh, Dr. Dre, 
and somebody else. Uh, they're getting into that California South Central Death Row Records stuff, aren't they? Look at you, man! Yeah, whipping yeah. out some old, whipping well, out, whipping out some old rap knowledge there, Andrew. So, so I'm sitting here last weekend, and and I'm watching the NASCAR race that they did at the LA Coliseum. Oh God, yeah. And sitting in front of your Confederate flag and drinking a PBR <laughs> or something. I am Mr. PBR, so I was. They, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, uh, yeah, I was sitting there watching this, and it was entertaining enough. Yeah, but but then I'll be a little different format. Halfway through, they have Ice Cube come out and perform for ten minutes while they're <laughs> fueling up the cars and changing tires or whatever they're doing, right? At the NASCAR race, and I'm sitting here looking at this, and I'm like, my God, like, how could you miss your focus t- group? that bad that you have ice cubes singing at a nascar race right now wow i I was flabbergasted but yeah oh well let's see here Uh, super bowl halftime oh it's dr dre mary j blige and snoop dogg i forgot about d i couldn't figure out i couldn't remember if it was mary j blige or cardi b i'm sorry d-o-double-g yeah all right what's what's the best halftime show that you've ever seen andrew Oh, what was the one I watched? Um, oh God, what was Super it? Bowl um, half, Super Bowl halftime, not just any halftime. Yeah, um, no Super Bowl halftime. That was um, oh uh, Tom Petty. Tom Petty's like, pretty good. What was that? That was what fifteen years ago now, probably. Yeah, I don't know. He's dead now, but um, yeah. yeah. Tom Petty was pretty good. Prince was great. U two was great. Um, uh, I'm not a U two guy. Prince yeah, I'm not, not, I'm not a U2 guy either, but it that was the year or the Super Bowl right after 9-11, and it was, even though they're Irish and they're, you know, pompous and bombastic, it was uh, pretty cool, to, uh, the, the, the 9-11 sentiments that they had. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah. So, oh, I, yeah, I think the best, obviously, in my opinion, the best was... Uh, um was prince down in miami in the rain i mean how can you get better than purple rain in the rain uh, yeah yeah no I, they really don't play uh the music for you and i at these halftime shows no they so don't no they don't no, it, they don't. it's hard to get into them yeah you know? i mean yeah I, I remember britney spears and aerosmith and i was like oh i mean why they got Aero- i mean britney spears up there messing up with aerosmith come on i mean you talk about an absolute great halftime show is throw some Throw some Foo Fighters out there, you know. You know, I think that was, they would, yeah, that'd they be would great. Kill, oh, they'd kill the place. Sure, sure. They the, they wouldn't want to play the second half because people wouldn't want them to leave. <laughs> they'd, they'd have to push them off the stage, huh? That's right. I think that's, that's part right. of why Prince was so good because he he whipped out a couple of old songs that weren't even his, and one of them was yep. a Foo Fighters song, right? yeah. "Best of You." Who's the Who's the kid that sings the Twenty Four Karat Magic Gold? Um, Bruno Mars. Bruno Mars, he wasn't too bad. I saw him a couple years ago. Bruno Mars is very good. Look at you, man. Yeah, Whipping out some music knowledge. He wasn't too bad. Andrew, around the Major Kurth house, what's, uh, what are you guys snacking on for, for Super Bowl treats and stuff? They, uh, we are snacking on a trip to Ikea in Dallas. So, Oh. <laughs> oh. That's what I got for my Super Bowl Sunday. Man, cinnamon rolls and Swedish meatballs and Allen wrenches. That's what you have in your future. That's right. Wow. All right. Well, I, we're here here at Chez Paris. We have uh, we have a, a stupid tradition where I like to like I like to make little smokies, 
I'll yep. just throw them in the crock pot or the instant pot or whatever, kind of have with smother them in barbecue sauce and just let them sit for hours and get nice and hot. And I'll just devour them during the game. Yeah. It's the usually only time we, of the year I'll have little smokies. Usually if we watch it, it's, um, we used to watch it at, uh, Kristen's parents' house Yeah, a lot. So, uh, you know, we do the basics, you know, uh, cheese sauce, stuff like that. And then her dad made a special dip that you did with, with chips and stuff like that. And then, uh, Kristen makes a fantastic cheese ball that's rolled in black pepper. So it's black pepper crusted on the outside. It's fantastic. Yeah. I'll have, to, I'll have to have her make it for you and bring it over to you one time. Oh, there you go. There you go. Yeah, you, you'll you dig it. It's good. IKEA for the Super Bowl. That's IKEA a- for <laughs> IKEA for the Super Bowl. I'm t- have, have you ever been to IKEA? Oh yes. Oh yes. I'm telling you what. I've 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 been to a number of IKEAs, and uh, the one thing they have in common, besides cinnamon rolls, Swedish meatballs, and Allen wrenches. <laughs> <laughs> is the fact that you can never walk from point A to point Z in a straight line. Nope. Oh, that just goes. I I love going there. By the time I get out, I am so angry at Sweden <laughs> that I want to invade and just, you know, just to, even though they, they put out my, one of my favorite bands of all time and some good friends, I, I just want to, I can't stand it when I'm walking out of Ikea because I'm, I'm just so... I'm sick of doing the serpentine all throughout yeah, the dam. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought yeah. I was on, I thought I was upstairs, and now I'm downstairs. And how do I get up, back upstairs, you know? Yeah. I want to get to the silverware section. I don't care about a futon. Yeah. Uh, my my lovely daughter has quite the shopping list. Oh, geez. Ready to go. So, yeah, we're making a making a push to get the nursery ready to, to go. So, uh yeah, my my lovely wife and daughter have quite the shopping list. Well, in, good, in good store. for you. Uh, yeah, yeah. I uh, I know when I moved uh, Cam the Ram to her current uh, to her current manger that uh, we had to make an awful lot of IKEA stuff, and that was, uh, I'm, I'm you know, holy smokes, uh, I, I, the world's largest cardboard factory must also be somewhere in Sweden too because. <laughs> They they package everything in cardboard. In cardboard, yeah. insane. All right, Andrew. Well, hey, um, enjoy your trip down to uh, to IKEA. I will. Uh, I don't really care who wins the ball game. I just want it to be a good ball game. Um, I guess you know we have local rooting interest for the Bengals, but um, I also again I just don't give a rip. I'm ready for it to be over and uh, ready to focus on the uh, end of our season and nationals. And uh, so I just, I'm ready for it to be over. And I'm also ready for, uh, I, I kind of dig watching the commercials. I used to go over to a friend's house and to watch the game. And he drove me nutty because he had one of those <laughs> TiVo things. Yeah. And, you know, back when it was, what, having a TiVo was a thing. Now now everybody has it. But, um, you know, where you can just pause and delay. And he would just watch it for the game. So he would zip <laughs> right on through the commercials. And I couldn't give two flips about, you know, the Raiders <laughs> versus the Redskins or the what? Bears and the Colts. Who cares? What kind of what kind of psycho is that, right? Yeah, really. So uh, I, I eventually quit going over to his house. Um, <laughs> anyways, hey, I got turned on to some music. Um, oh. Yeah, it's by a group called Deep Valley. Uh, D-E-A-P-V-A-L-L-Y. And uh, check it out. They have a new album called Marriage. And I say new. It came out in November. But it's uh, it's loud. And it's fuzzy guitars. And it's two girls that can really play. 
And uh, so, yeah, Deep Valley, if you're interested, Spotify. Well, don't Spotify it because of all the garbage that's going on now. Find it on Apple Music. Find it somewhere else. <laughs> um, find it on Amazon. Uh, but Deep Valley, V-A-L-L-Y, D-E-A-P-V-A-L-L-Y. Check it out. They, uh, they have a song. The first song is called Per... I'm, I want to say this here. I got to look it up really quick. Because I want to make sure I say it right. Because I have, Andrew, I have the ability to mess this up. <laughs> Trust no, me. No. Okay. The name of the song is called Perfection. Um, <laughs> P-E-R-F-U-C-T-I-O-N. And I will tell you, it carries the E for explicit. But yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a little, it has a little bit of a conjunction junction. What's your function in it? Uh, but they seem to have dropped the N. So, <laughs> anyways, uh, check it out. Oh boy, Deep Valley. The album is called Merge. Uh, album is called Merge. Album is called Marriage. <laughs> Marriage. <laughs> I'm getting. I'm. I'm getting flustered because I almost. I wanted to make sure I said that that right. All right, Andrew. Uh, we appreciate everybody listening to the WCHL podcast. Andrew, do you have anything else to say? I'm, I'm getting ready to wind it down. And no, I have. I have covered everything. I think I'm really looking forward to next week and talking about your adventures at IKEA. Oh God! <laughs> I'm, I'm going. I'm going to IKEA for two days. That's how. Come on! I'm going to, I'm going to two IKEAs in Dallas while I'm down there. No yes. way! Grand Prairie oh, and I, Frisco. Oh yeah, I'm going to two for sure. Oh my goodness! See, now it's oh, sad I, that I know exactly where you're talking about. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, I'm, oh, I'm hitting the world's largest outdoor store, sporting goods store, Shields. Uh, you know, we're we're hitting that thing. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna be dead by the time I get back. Yeah, you are. You are. And then we gotta. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. And then I've got to be back in time Sunday so I can get everything built. Oh, there's no in chance. the room on Sunday. Oh, oh, I'm like, oh my. There, there's I'm no. Like, there's oh no God. chance. No chance. All right, we're, all right, we're talking desk. No. Bookshelves. No. Shelves. Hampers. I'm like, oh God. Billy. Like, Billy. Billy is the brand of shelf you want. So uh, you oh. just you just need to figure out whether you want the two shelf, the three shelf, or the four shelf. Oh. It is insane. Wow. Well, hey, best of luck to you and to uh, <laughs> Team yeah. Magic Earth. Uh, follow the WCHL uh, on Twitter at Western CHL. Follow Andrew on Twitter and his, uh, maybe he'll take a picture from Ikea and put I it will. on his Twitter. At, at, follow him on Twitter at Stickford AM, S-T-I-C-K-F-O-R-D-A-M. Follow me on Twitter if you want to get your burp and fart jokes and uh, maybe a political ramble or, or 20. Uh, I'm on there at CJP in OKLA. The podcast itself is on Twitter at WCHL Pod, P-O-D. And uh, yeah, the second to last week in the regular season, Andrew. I'm ready. I'm I'm here all for it. Uh, yeah, I am ready to go. I am ready to see what this is going to do for you, us. Right? You sound like you're worn slick, is what you sound like. So <laughs> I'm ready to uh, to figure out who the 20 teams are that are going to nationals. Let's find the mat- the matchups, and then uh, let's get it going and let's get it on because yes. that'll be a fun yes. weekend. I am I am ready to get it going. Yeah, uh, and seeing it's seeing. The anxiety and the the excitement of of waiting to see what nationals is going to be, right? Yeah, yeah, it'll be uh, it'll be fun. Will will it be a will it be a straight run by Lindawood, or will the hockey gods prevail and uh, the, someone from the field will will take it? I'm yeah. Know, stay tuned. Stay tuned. Stay tuned for sure. All right, Andrew, I'm going to hit the button. Are you ready? I am ready. I still can't believe you're going to IKEA. I love that, but hey, <laughs> have fun. <laughs> Hey, everybody, have a great weekend. Have fun watching some great college hockey. Be safe, take care of each other. We'll catch you on the flip side. <laughs>